podcast subscribers. You put us into the top 200 investing podcasts on iTunes last week. Thank you so much. You rock so hard. If you haven't subscribed to Your Money, Your Wealth yet, you can on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Player FM, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or pretty much any place else where you get podcasts. You can also just go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com, click subscribe to our podcast, enter your email address, and you'll receive our weekly podcast newsletter. Thank you again so much. Guaranteed I'm right on this. No, you're not right. Fact checker. (laughs) I said one spouse has a retirement plan, the other spouse does not. That's not what you just said. (laughs) Rewind the tape. (laughs) All right, now let's do this example. Both of us, I guess you and I, for Mary. Uh, (laughs) It feels like it today. It does. (laughs) Can we get a divorce, please? (laughs) That hurt, Alan. That hurt. (laughs) All right, what is going on on this show? I guess today on Your Money, Your Wealth, we'll find out. In the meantime, we've got seven steps to retire in 10 years, five key retirement questions you need to answer when you're 50 or older, 10 frequently asked IRA questions, and some questions answered, hopefully without coming to blows. Like the estate is in probate and the accounts are frozen, so now what do you do? And where should you invest any extra money that you've got left over each month? Now let's see if these two can be friends again by the end of this episode here are joe anderson cfp and big al clopine cpa so get, people want to retire in 10 years now well you got the article I, that I got, set them free i got all kinds of stuff today joe and, and i think that the uh and so there's a lot of discussion about fire financial independence retire early and uh, so a lot of people a lot of millennials they kind of like this idea gosh what if i could retire at 50 wait how about 40 right how, how about 35 sure right and so I got an article. This is written by Millennial Money, uh, and, and uh, it's it says how to retire in ten years. So I thought that was kind of interesting for maybe for our listeners. Now this could apply to our younger listeners that want to retire early. It could retire. It could apply to someone who's fifty-five that needs to get Going. rolling. Yep. It could apply to a seventy-year-old that has nothing. Sure. You know, or and maybe. Maybe you, you fast track some of this and retire in five years, but here's here's the concept. I think it's uh, some of this is kind of obvious, I guess. But you know, we'll start with the first step is to create a, a retirement budget. Ooh. And uh, earth shattering. <laughs> we never heard that before. Have we? <laughs> well, because I mean, some of this just comes down to mathematics, right? Sure. How much do you have? How much income are you going to be able to create from what you have and your social security and pension if you have it? And then the other side of that equation is how much do you want to spend? And and a lot of times people, they want to um, they want to keep their same lifestyle, and they have this notion that they're going to be spending seventy percent of their of their pre retirement spending because they read these articles and it says, well, you don't have to commute and you don't have to buy wear clothes. nice nice suits. Well, you still you still do clothes. <laughs> you don't have to buy them. You can just wear old clothes, t shirts. You can wear old clothes. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the the problem with that analysis is, and what we've seen is, most people that have any sort of wherewithal to retire a lifestyle they want to retire end up spending more. Sure. Because it's like every day is a holiday, right? right. And typically you spend more on the weekends and holidays than uh, when you're working because you have a lot more hours to spend. You know, it's funny. It's when you look at this. Um, because a lot of you that are looking at retirement at some point are looking at, at a budget of some sort, right? How much am I yeah. spending here? And then yeah. oh, I can cut this, I can cut that, I can cut this. Right. And sometimes I've seen to the extreme where 
I just heard this um, this morning um, at the gym. Um, a, a buddy of mine, uh, his wife is trying to save some money, right? Oh, we got to cut expenses. Yeah. So she's unplugging every appliance in the house. <laughs> <laughs> When wow. they leave, it's like, get you know, it. my toothbrush, yep, it's unplugged, unplugged. every time I come We're home, not going to keep like, that thing charged up while we're gone. <laughs> no, like, that might save you seven cents. <laughs> in, a, in a year. I know, I know. Yeah, but, oh, and, you know, she, she's still buying, you know, Prada purses, but <laughs> let's, let's, unplug, let's unplug your toothpaste, your oh, toothbrush. Oh, my. Well, yeah. That's good. Yeah, but you, that is a savings, I <laughs> yeah, guess. I guess I mean, so. That's, uh, the second thing in this article is to work to grow your career. Kind of obvious, right? But but I guess particularly if you're younger, invest in yourself. Yep. Keep going back to school. Uh, read on your off time. Actually, to yeah, me, but get a job first too. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, That's true. Yeah, uh, just a, keep going to school. Right? Perennial just keep student, educating yourself. Forty years old. I'm I'm almost ready. <laughs> right. Get a job that you enjoy, and then. Enhance those Improve skills, skills. within I think the, that occupation. The, the most successful people I know, uh, i.e. Joe Anderson, Thank Al you very Klopin, much. Uh, is uh, we do a lot of reading. Yes. Right? And I think reading is, uh, it makes you better at a lot of things, uh, certainly professionally, depending upon what your profession is. And, and I would say reading is, it's not only reading technical things that will help you directly in your career, but it's reading other things that give you a, a kind of a more worldview. I think all that's important. Yeah, without question. Uh, scour your budget for savings. Oh, yeah. Unplug that. <laughs> get that Get that coffee maker. Yeah, right. When you leave, unplug that. and then <laughs> Honey, Turn. I got something to talk to you about. <laughs> Eat all your food in your refrigerator and then unplug that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> in fact, what you don't eat, just put it in your suitcase. <laughs> eat it on your trip, because you don't want to be going out to restaurants. Is there a rip off? Dry ice. <laughs> uh, sir, what's that uh, smoke coming out of your backpack? <laughs> oh, it's dry ice. Is that a problem? Well, yeah, that doesn't qualify on the airlines. Well, uh, also begin, <laughs> begin begin investing <laughs> immediately. Yes, immediately, please. Instead of waiting. Yes. <laughs> that implies you have something to invest. Yes, I guess. Uh, Develop a side hustle. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Right. Yeah, we had Nick Loper on. Yeah, we did. Side hustle nation. We got uh, what was it? 250 side hustle ideas on on his website. Yeah. That, that was great. And I looked at all of them. I'm retiring tomorrow. Right. Because I can be a dog walker. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, no, that, I mean, I think on the, uh, on the other side of that, which I find very interesting, is that, yes, some of you might need a side hustle or side um, work to, to get some compensation uh, to, to help with your daily expenses. Yeah. But on the other side of it, too, I think a lot of retirees, after a couple of years, they get bored. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, but now if you can do this side hustle, you can maybe start building a, a small business. You might not make a ton of money, right? but still a couple hundred bucks. It, yeah, it feels yeah. good, a little beer money, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just that extra money to save, yeah. right? To kind of supercharge this. Number six, don't accumulate debts, right? So if you can't afford it, don't buy it. But there's ex- exceptions to that, I would say. One is uh, your home. Sure. Your home is, is probably a good thing to buy and borrow against. In some cases, your education and and 
preferably you don't have a student loan, but some some jobs require a lot of funding. And if you don't have the resources or your parents don't have the resources, you might need to borrow. But I think the key there, Joe, is to when you when you have to borrow for college, you want to do a cost-benefit analysis. In other words, if you're going to spend $300,000 to be a basket well, weaver, right? Sure. That, you, yeah. may, you may not recoup those costs. Right. You, you have to take a look at the, do a little bit more homework. I mean, college is great because you can get out there, you know, experience life and have fun and get out of the house and grow up and all of that. But just maybe spend a little bit more time on, all right, well, what? it's tough though, man. I, I guess when I first started college, I didn't, I mean, I had an idea what I wanted to do, but I mean, I wasn't dead set on it. Right. Know? So, What do you think about cars? I mean, should you pay cash for your cars? And you, if you can't, don't buy a junker or, or, or should you... Should you borrow to buy a car? It depends on your your situation. <laughs> if I have if I have capital to, to pay for the car, but if I can get a zero finance loan, I don't know. I'd probably take the zero finance loan. Yeah, well, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, or right. if, um, but if you don't have capital, should you buy the you then the, yeah? If you the, don't have capital, then yes, you buy a junker. Yes, until you have capital. Until, until you okay. have capital. I like that. the The last step would be to keep at it. Right, because it can get discouraging, particularly if you if you're trying to do this in a, an extremely short period of time. You're going to probably have to make a lot of sacrifices, and I can honestly see see people doing this for three months and being all excited, motivated. N- month number four, well, this is too hard. Yeah, and then they uh, drop it. M- my buddy owns um, a partner in a gym, and they do the six week challenge right every six weeks, and so they get. You know, hundred people to sign up for the six week challenge, and then there's so they do diet, yeah. And there's yeah. the exercises. They have a bunch of classes, and then right. they have the weigh ins and everything else, right? And so I think it costs for the six weeks. Let's call it four hundred dollars. Okay. And then if you hit your goal after the six weeks, you get your four hundred dollars back. So there's added motivation. Not only are you improving your body and health, yeah, um, but you can also do do it for free if you hit your goals. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, all right, well. How many people actually hit their goals? He goes, the place is packed the first month. <laughs> yeah. And gonna... then it slowly dies off. And he's right. like, maybe five, six percent. Yeah. Um, so the problem is, is always keeping at it. Yeah, right. You know, because we get highly motivated in the beginning and then we're, you know, fully charged, right? You're buying your Fitbit, you get your new shoes. Oh, yeah. That, right. That's you got to get the outfit. <laughs> yeah. A couple of them because. <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, right, you know, and so, but 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 the motivate—you got to find it within yourself, or find a coach, or find someone to help m- keep you motivated. Um, little motivation buddy. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you got one of those? <laughs> uh, no, I need one. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what I find interesting at the gym, and I go to the gym a fair amount too. In the old days, you used to you used to go to the gym first thing. You do some cardiovascular. <laughs> yeah, cardio. Yeah, right. But what I was going to say was, you 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 wore like a ragged pair of. You know, shorts, right? Wh- exactly. Whatever. Your, your a, hair, a t-shirt all, that you you painted ha- in. Your hair's all goofed up, and and but you 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 get you work out, and then you go back and shower and get presentable. Now it's like you have to you have to look good before you even well, get there. Well, you go to the pack first of all, which is in Southern California, <laughs> which is one of the nicest clubs in Southern California. True. So but, yeah, people go there to like find their spouse. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll go with Ann sometimes on a Saturday morning, and I'm thinking, okay, let's go. It's and then eight, how much do you actually work out? I, I work out a lot. Okay. I do. I do. But no, when you're at the gym. I, I don't get, like to socialize. I don't, no? I don't like people. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
that's not true. Just set up effect. But the, but here here was here was my point. It was is, a huge effect. It, Al, you killed it, was, it. it was my point. It's like we. I want to go at eight thirty. We don't go till ten thirty because Ann's getting ready because you have to look a certain way to right. actually work out. Got to get the, the Lululemons on. I guess know? right. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm there at five thirty. I'm yeah. done. All right. Get in, yeah. get out. So you don't worry about what you look like when you get there. No, I just throw a cap on and <laughs> shorts it. and yeah. a half shirt. That's what, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Joe in shorts and a half shirt. Well, now there's an image. Uh, to find out if you're on track for retirement, download the Your Money, Your Wealth Quick Retirement Calculation Guide for free from the white paper section of the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. This handy one-pager will give you the formula and the necessary steps to find out if you're ready to get from here to there. Download our Quick Retirement Calculation Guide from the white paper section of the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Time now for Big Al's List. Every week, Big Al Clopine scours the media to find the best tips, do's, and don'ts, mistakes, myths, and advice to improve your overall financial picture in handy bullet point format. This week, five key retirement questions you need to answer when you're 50 or older. I guess the preface is you should have a written retirement plan. Do you agree with that, Joe? Uh, Yes, most definitely. They go on to say it doesn't uh, have to be hundreds of pages long or even dozens of pages, but surveys show that those who started with written plans are, are more satisfied in retirement than others, and I would agree with that too. So what are those five questions? Let's hear them. How long will retirement last? Uh, who knows? That's a tough one, right? What's your life expectancy? I have no idea. And the thing is, uh, if, if it's 10 years or 35 years after retirement, that's a completely different answer. And so it's actually impossible to answer that question with certainty. But what you can do is look at your brothers and sisters. If they're older, look at your parents, look at your nephews, look, consider what kind of health you're in, at least to come up with a game plan. And whatever you come up with, add five or 10 years to that. That's, I think you should just plan for 95. That, that, and that's what we right? do without knowing anything else. Just go to 95. You know, we get some people, oh, I like to see this at 80. I'm like, you're only saying that because you haven't saved enough. Right. <laughs> but I think that's the myth, Joe, is that people underestimate how long retirement's going to be. The second thing is, wh- when will you be ready to retire? This is a non-financial question. The answer often determines how satisfied you will be in retirement. Age should not determine your retirement date. Retirement readiness should. I like it. Yeah. I mean, you, well... There's a lot of factors that have to go into that. Um, And retirement readiness could be not necessarily your age or dollars. Mm -hmm. It's just your state of mind. Right. You know? Oh, look at that. The next sentence. Retirement readiness is a state of mind. Oh, Uh, boom. You you killed it. Did I I write this? (laughs) You're stealing stuff from me. It means that you are content to leave behind your workplace, including colleagues, structure, sense of purpose, activities you're ready to spend more time on other activities and i think that's the key right you have to have things to go to i mean i'm gonna full disclosure here now there's um you can talk about your own no no ice fishing yeah minnesota (laughs) yeah right Uh, some clients of ours um that were extremely successful very active high profile jobs stressful jobs right um you know and now they're like you know what? I didn't think I'd be drinking this much <laughs> because it's like, what, what, what do you do? 
you know, well, I'm going to go on, on the boat or I'm going right. to go golfing. I'm going to do this, hang out with, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon. Next thing I know, I've got a couple beers. Right. And, and so it's, it's every day. Yeah. I think that sounds fantastic, <laughs> but I don't know about every day. Yeah. And so you just got to be prepared to say, all right, well, here, it's not going to be like this 30 year vacation. Right. You still want to make sure that you have the content in your mind of what the next phase is going to look like. What will you do in retirement? This is a sneaky way of determining how much will you spend. Do not rely on rules of thumb. Develop a personalized spending estimate based upon your interests and planned activities. And I think that's key. I think you can start with what you're spending now, but then you got to adjust it. Maybe some expenses will be lower. Maybe you won't have the commuting time and that cost, but you probably have more leisure time and you'll be shopping more probably. So it actually, in many cases, Joe, we see expenses going up, at least for those that can't afford to. Absolutely. And don't f- fool yourself to think that you're going to spend a lot less. Again, people that say that, um, you know, we can't predict the future of what's going to happen. You know? And it, it's more or less a comfort level for them to say, well, we're going to spend a lot less because potentially they might not have the assets to put them through. Yeah, and I think what we gen- what, what what we have seen is that couples or even single retirees they do spend tend to spend a little bit more those first several years they do travel, they do a lot of things that are kind of pent up that they wanted to do. That might taper off, but then it often cases medical and long-term care take its place. So you don't want to forget those as well. When will you be able to retire? This is this is just a mathematics question, right? Now we're now we're into dollars and cents, and and it's like you came up with your retirement budget, uh, let's call it eighty thousand dollars. You got social security and pensions of forty thousand dollars, so you're short by forty thousand dollars. So how much do you need to have invested to be able to pull that off? And I hate to give a rule of thumb, but I'm going to give you one anyway, just so that you're not at least shooting in the dark, right? right? Which is take that $40,000, multiply it by 25, you get a million bucks. So that's roughly how much you need in retirement. Right. Now, the truth is you may need more. You may be able to get by with less. There's a lot of factors, but that's at least a starting point. Right. So a million dollars is a ton of money, but if you equate that to um, an income, it's 40 grand. That's right. So if you're spending 250, a year, which some of you do, and you don't have a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money, or you don't have a lot of fixed income, or a lot of rent, rental properties or, paying a lot of money, right? So look at your fixed income. Fixed income we would define as like Social Security, for example, Th- things that come to you without you having to manage your investments. Uh, Social Security, pension. Uh, and I, I would even put real estate because that's a non-liquid asset, even though you could turn it into a liquid asset if you want to. But real estate, maybe add those three things together if you have them. That's your fixed income. Look at what you want to spend. What's your shortfall? Multiply that by 25. Now, the truth is, if you want to retire younger, you might need to multiply that by a higher factor. Or if you want to work into your your 70s, 70s. then maybe it's a lower number. It, there, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of factors here. But that at least gives you a starting point. And the last one is how to manage and spend your your nest egg. Management, a lot of people think, gosh, maybe I should have a more conservative portfolio. And I think as a blanket statement, I would agree with that in retirement. However, a lot of us are living 25, 30 years in retirement, so we're going to need to have some growth to stay ahead of inflation. And then creating the income from it. How are you going to do that? 
You know, what type of investment should you have? How should the portfolio look? What's the tax implications? Yeah, where it? are they located? Is it in a Roth IRA right. or a 401k? How, w- which accounts do I pull from to keep me in lower tax brackets? Yeah, so th- there's a lot more to it, I think, once you do retire. Get some help answering those questions before you retire. Visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com and sign up for a free two-meeting assessment with a certified financial planner. Just go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click that big green free assessment button in the upper right. So now we're going to dip into the email bag with financial questions courtesy of Advisor Insights from Investopedia and you, the Your Money, Your Wealth listeners. Joe and Big Al are always willing to answer your money questions. Just email them to info at purefinancial.com. My mother passed away a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, She did not have a trust, and I'm the executor in probate. I had power of attorney before she passed away, and the document doesn't specify um, when the power, if the power of attorney ends upon her death. She left five heirs who want to assure that the inheritance is not going to be subject to market risk before it is distributed. Settling the estate is going to take months. I told her advisor to liquidate most of her portfolio, but he said the brokerage firm has frozen the account. What can be done? Oh, that's a good question. That's a legal question. I know. Yeah. Well, you're Big Al. You've got <laughs> many hats. <laughs> well, I'm going to take an educated guess because I'm not an attorney, but I, I do think the uh, the executor would take over. The power of attorney would probably cancel it, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Be- well, because because if, well, let's let's say we, we have a situation like that at our firm. We do, right? They froze the account because of um, the the gentleman died, right? Yes, actually, and so I, well, you, actually, right. he committed suicide, right? And he na- and he had his ex wife as the beneficiary of all of his accounts, right? And. With all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, here we want to distribute it, but it, and then they were like, the custodian goes, well, no, this is the ex-wife, right? So, and when, and when you got divorced, it canceled out when the you beneficiary got divo- statement. Yes, in California is a little bit gray in this area and on how they handle it. Agreed. There's other states that are very specific, like Arizona, for instance. Right. If so, if you were divorced and died and had a beneficiary of your ex-wife, they'll freeze. They'll be like, "Hey, well, no, this cancels out the beneficiary. It, this it, should go to the estate." Right. It doesn't count. So, in California, is presumed unless you have evidence to the contrary. Correct. Very good. Yeah. See, you yeah. you could be a lawyer. I could. <laughs> you could. I don't think so. I don't. I don't really like to read that much. Uh, <laughs> so, so what do you think? What can be done? So the account's frozen. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're going to have to go through some sort of legal proceeding. Right? I would think so. Yeah. And and again, I don't really I don't really know. I'm 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 guessing. Well, well, of course, there may have been a will. There may not have been a will. So if there was a will, the will would probably indicate the executor, and the executor, to me, would probably take over for the power of attorney. I would I would guess that's what would happen. But I don't I don't know that for sure. But but. Either case, either or to unfreeze e- the account, right. you're going to have to go to e- an arbitrator either, or something. Either case, you're going to have to get a court order to be able to get at these. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, very good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. 
Yeah, that's, that's the. This is happens so often. Well, it does, and and people don't think about it, and and a trust solves all of this stuff because it's already figured out. You don't have to go through court. The the trustee is the one that takes over and then distributes the assets in accordance to the wishes of the trust, as it's written out in the trust. Very simple. When there is no trust, by the way, will or no will. When there's no trust, you're going to be going through probate at certain asset levels. You know, it's funny. It it's like. So she doesn't. It sounds like this lady died without any type of legal documentation. Right. Okay. Could be. But, but she had a power of attorney. Right. It's like, well, I, but he's in probate. Right. <laughs> so what the hell happened here? And then he's like, all right, well, here, my mother said that she doesn't want anything subject to market risk. Where the hell was that written out? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what she told him, maybe. Yeah, but come on. You can't. Well,. You know, I don't know. This is it's it's a mess, and it, and and what you said is true. It's common. We actually see this all the time, and I think the one of the big reasons, Joe, is people don't really like to talk, talk and about think death. about their own demise, yeah. and so they put it off. Right. So when you're a vegetable, who do you want to feed you? Oh God! <laughs> I know you got to. Really do you want to pull the plug or yeah. not? You know who who gets your heart and you know, liver? It's like property casualty insurance agents. Right. I don't know. I, I could ever if let's say if that was the last job on earth, I would now what, starve. Now even if No a, offense to any of you property casualty <laughs> agents out there, but we would have some of these individuals, right? Hey, to educate all of our advisors at the firm to talk about property casualty insurance. Hey, this is what's going on, this is what's new, here's kind of the coverage that you should have. Right. And then every single one of them without question has like the the awful story. Yeah. Well, do you I, like to play golf? Yeah. Well, there's one time where the guy, he tripped out of a golf cart, hit his head on a rock, and now he's a paraplegic. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm playing and golf. A, and, a, and his best friend got hit by lightning. <laughs> yes, right. It's like, oh, my God. Then I'm having a panic attack. I can't breathe. And you stopped playing golf for oh, a while. Yes. You know? Oh. You know, everyone's got the story. Oh, yeah. Do you have bear insurance? What the hell's that? <laughs> well, let me tell you a story. What if a meteor hits your home? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you a story. Because my cousin was in Yosemite Park. <laughs> so, anyway. So, get an estate plan. I guess that's the, the moral of that story. All right. You ready for another one, bud? Sure. Okay. Oh, some of these are dizzy. All right. Here's here's one. Um, he's This uh, individual. I'm a 47-year-old married man, and I have approximately $97,000 tucked away in only three stocks, which I'm aware um, is against most people's advice. Regardless, they have performed outstanding over the last eight years. Sure. Okay. Because it's been the biggest bull market, <laughs> biggest bull in, market in our in lifetime. The, in so anyone's you, lifetime. You could actually kind of throw darts, but nevertheless. Um, I'm a genius, by the way. <laughs> um, that's, I, that's what he's implying. He, he also has $20,000 in uh, CD. Okay. I do not have a 401k uh, because I personally don't see uh, the use for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. When he's uh, 65, he will. My house and two cars are paid off. I have no outstanding debt. I have approximately $20,000 combined between my checking and savings account. Between my wife and I, our yearly income is $45,000. Okay. I have some extra income left over uh, consistently, and I'm not sure what I should do with that money. Should I invest in an IRA, mutual funds, or more stocks? Should I hire a financial advisor to help me decide what to do? Well, you came to the right place, my yes, friend. It's not that hard to answer this question. So, all right. 
he's a genius. He's got $97,000 tucked away in he, three stocks. He's, he's picked, not going to sell those. He's picked the right stocks. He did. But Netflix, Amazon, <laughs> True. Facebook. Right. Uh, what do you think? Well, I guarantee I, you I know exactly what those three stocks are. <laughs> Never met this guy the, before the, my the life. The Fang stop, stocks, right? Yes. Um, yeah, well, first of all, you have 40, you're making $45,000, which means you're, if, you're, if that's your married income, you're in the lowest tax bracket. So I can see a 401k doesn't make any sense to them. I get that. But a Roth 401k makes a ton make of a sense. a ton of sense. Or if you don't have a Roth 401k option, at least do a regular 401k contribution you have, for you and your wife. So that would be, let's see, 47 years old, be $5,500 each, right? So that's $11,000 going into a Roth. Instead of putting that into your brokerage account or a CD or something like that, now it's in a Roth. Put your high-flying stocks in there, and right. then all the growth is tax-free. Yeah, since he's uh, so good at picking stocks. It's kind of a no-brainer, No-brainer. Right? Yeah. So what are you doing here, Bub? It's like sell some of the $97,000, max out the Roths as much as you can. Right? Now, if you have a Roth 401k option, then then put $18,000. 185 into that Roth. Yeah. And you can still do contributions of eleven thousand if you got the excess money, right? And so, and and why wouldn't you? You got uh, you got hundred about one hundred twenty hundred forty thousand dollars outside of retirement. So fund those things up into a Roth. You you can invest. A lot of people don't realize a Roth is just a shell. You can invest in anything in a Roth. In other words, you can buy those same three stocks or mutual funds or index funds or ETL, whatever you want in a Roth. You don't you don't have to have a brokerage account. To right. Do that. I mean, and the question implies that most, uh, like most people here, it's like, should I invest in an IRA or mutual funds or more stocks? Right. Well, <laughs> well what, what's an IRA paying? <laughs> yeah, what's that IRA paying again? It depends what you invested in. Yes, you can invest in your stocks in the IRA, or you can invest mutual funds in the IRA. Right. So. Which, you know, we're going to suggest that you go globally diversified. But the problem with a globally diversified fund for somebody like this is it, it's it's always going to be kind of market, right? And and he so he wants to beat the market. So he thinks he can find the three stocks that will beat the market. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. History would tell us that most people cannot over the long term. Email your money questions to Joe and Big Al at info at purefinancial.com or you can call 888-994-6257 and leave it in a voicemail. If you do that and you'd like to, I can call you back and put you on Your Money, Your Wealth to get your question answered live by Joe and Big Al. So again, just email it to info at purefinancial.com or call 888-994-6257. That's 888-994-6257. Now, speaking of IRAs. All right. Well, I've got uh, 10 frequently asked IRA questions since we're kind of on that theme. So I'll start asking you, um, some of these are pretty simple, but a lot of times we get very simple questions, which is, what can I invest in with my IRA? What can you, anything you want besides life insurance and collectibles? Yeah, a lot of people think you, you go to the bank and the bank says, well, our IRA is paying 2%. Yeah, right. It's whatever. a CD. Yeah, exactly. That's that's one investment, but you can invest in stocks and bonds and mutual funds. Kind of think about going to Schwab or TD Ameritrade, opening up a non-retirement account. What are your choices? Well, you've got all kinds of stocks and mutual funds and ETFs. These are also available in your IRA. Right? And, of course, it depends where you go. If you're going to go to the bank, they might only have limited choices. Sure. If, if you go to TD Ameritrade or Schwab Fidelity, they're going to have a whole variety of choices. Vanguard, they're going to have all kinds of stuff that you can pick from. Absolutely. Yeah, so th- I guess the lesson there is just understand that the Roth is a shell, or any IRA is a shell, I should say, that you can invest anything that you want. But 
If you go to the bank, just know that the bank is going to want to sell you bank products. Correct. Right. right. And if you go to um, a, a, a certain advisor, they might have a, a, a shelf of products that they would like to sell you, which is not bad or good. You just have to understand that. So if I'm going to a Chevy dealer, right? I've used this example. I'm expecting to pay a Chevy. I'm not going to look for, hey, buy, you know, I want to buy a Ford. Right. Right. But I think sometimes when someone will go to the bank and say, oh, you got Roth IRAs. Okay, well, yes, I would like one. All right, $5,500, boom, and it's in a CD. Right. And so they, that's what they think a Roth is. But no, the, the Roth is something a lot larger than that. You just purchased a product within the Roth that is a CD. I, I would say a mistake that we sometimes see is, is people here, they ought to have Roth, Roth accounts. So they, and they, they but think, my Roth sucks. Well, and they, they, but they'll go to the bank because that's, that's what they know. They, they go to their bank and they say, do you have Roths? Well, yes, we do. And they say they open up a Roth and they, they end up with a savings account. Or, you know, I've, I've, I've heard this too. It's, all right, someone opens up a Roth IRA and they bought, I don't know, some mutual fund and the mutual fund didn't perform because either the market didn't perform or maybe it was some sort of sector bet on right. whatever. And they, they're like, well, no, yeah, I've had Roths before, but, yeah, they, but they, I don't know. They, really, they don't work. I don't <laughs> care for them. Yeah, my, mine, mine was terrible. The 401k works better. <laughs> my 401k is a lot better <laughs> than my Roth. So, yeah, it depends on what you invest in. Uh, second question, how much can I contribute to my IRA? Uh, Fifty-five hundred dollars, uh, sixty-five if you're over fifty. IRAs though, you have to be under seventy and a half uh, to contribute to an IRA. If you're over seventy and a half, uh, you cannot contribute to an IRA. You also need earned income to contribute to any type of retirement account. So it's a hundred and what thirty-three thousand dollars is the phase up for single. One ninety-nine for married. Yeah, one ninety-nine. I think it's one thirty-five. Don't have my glasses on right now. Yeah. 132 to 135, you are correct, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. So, uh, and also you have to have earned income. So to, to be able to contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA, and it's, it's kind of either or or a mix. So it's $5,500 for most people, and, and if you want to do half of it in a Roth and half of it in a regular IRA, that's okay. But you can't do 5500 in a regular IRA and then another 5500 in a Roth. Yeah, I learned that the hard way my first uh, year in the you, biz. You tried that? Yeah, with my father. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out well. <laughs> he goes, you, you are the biggest you idiot don't know I think I've ever. What the hell? <laughs> you are not going to mount to anything in this business. So he only gave you two thousand to invest, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And I put it into Putnam New Opportunities because I looked at the trailing ten year or the you it was know the tech spectacular, boom, right? Yeah, I got in the business ninety eight. Oh, perfect. Right, and I was like, Dad, this is the boy. Twenty percent returns. Let's Can't do beat this. It. As soon as I put it in there, it was like all of a sudden two thousand. Boom, the thing blew up. <laughs> We're talking about, what, 10 frequently asked IRA questions. Yeah, this is from Motley Fool. The next one, Joe, is why contribute to an IRA instead of a standard brokerage account? That is a really good question. And some of you should invest in a standard brokerage account versus an IRA. And some of you should put the IRA versus a brokerage account. But the difference is this. The IRA, potentially you could get a tax deduction in an IRA if we're just doing straight IRAs here. So that income limit is what uh, about a hundred? Uh, no, 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 no. No, it depends. <laughs> it depends on if a wife has a plan or a wife. Or, why? Why am I saying wife? Because I'm 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 a male. Spouse. A spouse, if you're spouse. Thank you. If a spouse does not have a retirement plan that they can contribute to, it's the same limitations as the Roth IRA. To get a deduction. To get a deduction. No, that's not right. Yes, it well, is. Well, if oh, if you, if you have a plan. 
I don't have a plan. My spouse has a plan. That, I my limitation is the Roth limitations. No, it is. If isn't. I have a plan, <laughs> it is a lot less. No, you got it right. Totally wrong. Guaranteed, so, I'm so, right on this. No, you're not right. Fact checker. <laughs> so if, if neither spouse has a retirement plan, if neither spouse, there is no income limitation. That's what I'm. That's what I thought you were saying. I said one spouse has a retirement plan, the other spouse does not. That's not what you just said. <laughs> Rewind the tape. <laughs> The guy doesn't have his glasses on or his hearing aid. So, well, I'll, I'll just repeat then. So if neither spouse has a retirement plan, you can have a deductible IRA if you have earned income. There's as no, long as, there, no, you got to be under 70 and a half. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Now we're getting picky. <laughs> True. <laughs> you can have a million dollars of income. Yes, you right? can. Now. Yes, if, you can have big if, L type income. If one, if one spouse has a retirement plan, yes. then the other spouse does not. does not, then you cannot do the IRA. No, you can't. You can't. It's just not deductible. No, wrong. Fact check. I can contribute to an <laughs> IRA. Let's say I don't have an IRA at my job. My wife, hypothetically speaking, of course, does have a wonderful job, and she has a 401k plan that she's contributing to. Right. I do not have a plan. I can still contribute to an IRA. I can take the deduction from the IRA, but the income limits is the same as the Roth. Yes. It's 189 to 199 That's what I thought I was trying to say, but anyway. You said you couldn't contribute to it. Oh, anyway. Maybe what? I'm the one that's a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with your statement. Okay, good. Yeah, which is, the, the in other words, the, the Roth uh, limit uh, to contribute to a Roth. No, 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 no. IRA. I know, but I'm just saying. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I'm Hold sorry. your horses. I'm sorry. You're going to have to rerun this whole tape <laughs> and see where we screwed up. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so, uh, so if you're trying to do a Roth contribution yes. and you're married, it starts phasing out at 189000 okay. And by 199000 you cannot do a Roth contribution. Okay. Okay. With an IRA, if your spouse is, has a retirement plan, then you then you cannot take the deduction in the same numbers. You got it. One eighty nine and phase out to one ninety nine. Yep, absolutely on the same I, page. Yeah, I think I, maybe I said it wrong. But that's what I was trying to say. If I all right now, let's do this example. Both of us, I guess you and I, were married. Uh, <laughs> that's, it feels like it today. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a divorce, please? <laughs> that hurt, Alan. That hurt. Um, we were only married a minute. It already so, seems too long. It's, all right. If both spouses have retirement accounts, um, then the income limitation um, to make that contribution deductible is it's 60. A, it's uh, it, it's for, if we're married, it's 101,000 to 121. Okay. And single, it's. Uh, oh, God, watching you read the small print geez, is. 63 to 73. Yeah, I knew it was 60 something. <laughs> All right, so next question, please. What's What, what else we got? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. What's, uh, what's the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? Oh, boy. You could have skipped that one. <laughs> one's answer, deductible, answer, one's answer, after tax, one's answer tax. 30 seconds. All right. Okay, what's the deadline for an IRA contribution? April 15th. Depends on the IRA, though. How about if it's a SEP IRA? Well, then you got until the deadline. Deadline October being, 15th. Yeah, with an extended tax return. With an extended tax return. On a sole proprietorship. On a sole proprietorship. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> I'll be specific on me. <laughs> you know, we would do this radio show for, you know, now what? We are in our probably 13th year-ish. Something like that. You think? Yeah. It's, it's got to be more, maybe even more than that. But mm. let's just call it. 
More than 10. More than 10. Just so sure. compliance doesn't bite yeah. my... Because they're going to look it up. I, oh, right. <laughs> SEC audit. Right. Well, you said 13 years. It's only 12 and a half. Right. So it's over 10. I know that for sure. It's for sure over 10. It's uh, Mikey Benier, yeah. good friend. He's been with our company for years. One of our best advisors. Absolutely. Still. And so um, what, gonna... they, I, hopefully he doesn't go down. He's only in his 30s. Yeah. Still. He's one of our best advisors. Well, Still, he hasn't, well, no, he hasn't I, laid an egg yet. I, no, I meant he didn't leave us. <laughs> oh, yes. He's, and, Usually and, our best advisors and, leave us. And, <laughs> and I guess he didn't die. But <laughs> But he didn't. He didn't leave the firm. He's Got still it. here. Got it. And you're gonna. Yes. Well, no. Like he would. He would sub for me, or I think I, I needed to sub three times in twelve years. <laughs> where I needed to sub like three times a month for Alan, especially in the summer months. <laughs> yes. But what Mike would do, you would say a statement, and he would just repeat it. S- repeat it, but maybe change two words. Yeah. And then I would. <laughs> then. I was trying to answer. I'd say a statement and then lead to the question to set him up, and then he would say the same thing, and then we'd spend eight minutes setting it up, and then I would answer. It oh for my two god! It's, yes, you wanted one small topic took an hour show because he would just repeat everything he said. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Can I borrow money from my IRA? Uh, no, you cannot. Don't even go there. Steal it. <laughs> Don't touch your IRA money. Can I contribute to an IRA even if I have a four hundred one k? Yes, work? you can. Yes, you can. Uh, but you have to qualify, you, right? You need the income limits that we've just exhaustedly talked about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> now, what if I retire before 59 and a half? Are there any options? For know. IRA dollars or 401k? IRA. IRA, yes. There's a 72T tax election that, How's that you work? could do. What, um, what is that? 72T tax election is that you can take dollars um, from a retirement account if you're under 59.5, IRA specifically, um, and avoid the 10% penalty. It's also called SCPP, Separate Equal Periodic Payment. Uh, there's three different ways that you can calculate that payment. So you have to pick which way to calculate it. Then you're stuck with that. Yes, until you turn 59.5 or five years, whichever's longer. Correct. There was one caveat I do remember back in... Um, after 2000, um, the, the dot-com bust, is that there was a lot of individuals that did the 72T tax election for some reason. Because, I, mean, I mean, I think you had younger professionals that, that were in tech right. that made a lot of money in tech. So and they retired. The stock prices went up and things like that. And so yeah. they were doing these 72T tax elections at a lot younger age because that's where a bulk of their assets were and they wanted to retire. Right. And that the market went to hell, and, right. and they still bust. yes, they yeah. still had to continue to take those distributions out until sure. they turned fifty nine and a half. Sure. So the IRS did give a caveat one time to reset. Got it. Got it. So and and I I think the seventy two T election for those that know about it, it's it's not like you have a lot of flexibility. You have three methods, as you said, to mm-hmm. be able to calculate it. You got to pick one of those three. Then you have to stick with it. It's not like you can say, well, I want a hundred thousand right, this right, year right. and fifty thousand next year and yeah. two thousand next year. No, it's it's that it's that equal periodic payment that yeah. you got to do. It, it's it's not a really good planning strategy. So it, you know, a lot of times people will come in, hey, I heard of this, or you talked about this. You know, can I take a look at it? Um, you know, I would shy away because you are locked into that, and markets are volatile. And a lot of times when people are dipping into their retirement accounts at that age to try to avoid the ten percent right. penalty. That money needs to last that much longer. It does. And then if markets turn on you, and usually if you're younger, you're taking on more risk, and then that thing turns on you, and it could blow you up. So we got time for one more. What do you got? Yeah. Well, I just want to. Oh, that? Well, that's it. But I want to. I want to say now it's a little different with a 401k. 401k. Yeah, 55. 
yeah, which you, is cool. So if you separate from service at 55 and or and older, and you're 55 or older, you can pull the money out as long as it stays in the 401k. Absolutely. And that's that's a mistake people make. They're 55 or 56, they retire, and then they roll it to an IRA, and it goes in the IRA rule. So now it's 59 and a half, and the only way they could get access without penalty is the 72T election. Right. Had they kept it in the 401k, then they can go ahead and start pulling money out at 59 and a half. Then they could roll into an IRA. Then they're fine. Sure, but you have to be separated from service at 55. So you let's do. say you have an old 401k plan, and yeah. you turn 55, you get fired, and you try to go to the back of that old 401k plan, it's not going to work. People it's, make that mistake. Yes, it's your yeah. 401k plan, active participant, you have to be 55 or older and separated from service. All right, that's it for us. Rapid fire today, a lot of IRA tax talk. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Big Al Clopine, wonderful job. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey, I've got a request, listeners. Will you please let me know if you like being able to read the transcripts of our podcast episodes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com? Just email info at purefinancial.com and say, hey, Andy, I like the podcast transcripts or nah, I don't need the transcripts. So again, just email info at purefinancial.com and that's Andy with an I. Thank you very much. Now subscribe to the podcast at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Player FM, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen next time for more Your Money, Your Wealth presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Get a free financial assessment at purefinancial.com. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Especially the fighting part. Don't take that as investing advice. See you next week, friends.